All right, welcome back to the emergency goalies. We had a pair of games, one that was very exciting and one where the uh, Blues kind of did what they've been doing to the Blackhawks all year and, you know, killed them. But um, I thought we should probably dive right in to the big news. The GM has been picked. Kyle Davidson is going from interim to full-time GM. And I guess I'll just ask you, Michael, what do you think? I mean, honestly, we just kind of have to wait and see. I, you know, I mean, I, he's going to get criticized and the, the, the team is going to be criticized because of the fact that he's been here for 10 years. And I think a lot of fans were just chomping at the bit for a fresh start and a fresh voice. And, you know, I, Davidson, I think is going to get unfairly um, judged. They're going to, yeah. They're going to say he's a. He's going to get painted with Bowman's brush a little bit. And um, so I think his, he's not going to be given the same rope with fans that uh, a a new GM would have gotten. Um, You know, he's going to be going into this trade deadline People are going to be expecting, you know, the, the rebuild to kick off and they're going to want a first round pick for Marc-Andre Fleury. They're going to want, you know, picks for Calvin DeHaan. And, you know, a, a lot of fans are going to expect, oh, you know, why aren't we trading Taves and Kane, even though he has no control over it really. And, you know, and then half the fans are going to say, you can't trade Alex to bring it. You can't trade. Uh, Brandon Hagel, and then the other half are going to say, "Why didn't they trade, you know, Debrinket and and Hagel and just blow this thing up and start and, from scratch?" And either and, way, the headlines are already written. Exactly. I, I think a lot of people have already made up their mind about what to expect from Davidson, and uh, that's an unfortunate situation for him. But you know, he. he but I mean. Let's you got to give him a chance to see what he can do. Yeah. Just because he worked under Bowman doesn't mean that he agrees with everything Bowman did and that he won't run things differently. But let's be real. The Blackhawks have eliminated any benefit of the doubt that they, you know, over the past, like, it's gone, the benefit of the doubt. Exactly, exactly. Okay, and sure. Exactly. And, you know, I – it's really a no win situation for him in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, yeah, there's not necessarily going to be pressure to win right away. Cause I think everybody has come to the realization that this team is a long way away from winning, but at the same time, if the team loses for, you know, and bottoms out over the next three years and, you know, they, look like they're wasting whatever's left of the prime of Seth Jones and Alex Debrinkit, and they don't trade them or they don't, you know, or they don't bring in, they don't hit on a couple of draft picks and, you know, start building momentum right away. Uh, it, it, this feels like a situation sort of, um, you know, I know we draw a lot of comparisons to the Cubs a lot um, just because of our familiarity with them. But, you know, I, I kind of think of, uh, sort of like uh, um, the Cubs managerial situation prior, you know, as they were doing their rebuild and, 
you know, there's only so much you can do with, you know, when you're having to start Joe Mather at third base, you know, but then once yeah, the, the, the talent starts coming around, are you going to potentially look to then hire somebody who can kind of finish things, you know, a proven GM that's going to be able to kind of finish things off like the, the Cubs did with Joe Madden and the manager. Okay, you know, basically for lack of a better word, you know, Davidson will just be like the guy imploding the the building. Right. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to get to do the blow, you know, he's going to get to blow everything up and, but you know, he's going to be the, the architect. Yeah, not, not, uh, he'll definitely be the, the guy that does the tearing down. Is he going to be the guy that gets the opportunity to do to do much building? And unfortunately, uh, you know, I think he's he might get a little bit of a pass this year in the draft just because he's not going to have a first round draft pick to play with. And I think even the most unreasonable fans will, you know, kind of say, yeah, okay, yeah, that's that that's not, you know, a fair way to assess his you know, his, his drafting ability, but the 2023 draft is a loaded draft. And I think a lot of people are expecting at this point that the team's going to try and bottom out and give themselves good lottery odds for 2023. And whether they win the lottery or not, I think a lot of focus will be put on whoever the Blackhawks draft, you know, whether it's in the top two or in the top five or wherever that uh, he's going to have to hit on that pick. Otherwise it's, it's going to kind of, there's going to be a crescendo building to say that, Oh yeah, we told you all along that this guy wasn't the right guy. Yeah. It will be, he's just a continuation of the messed up system from before yeah it, it almost kind of feels like to me like if if they don't win the lottery in 2023 and get a chance to draft Connor bedard or um oh god i'm drawing a blank on the russian guy's name Michoff. um that uh you know those are those are one of the two guys that you know are potential real franchise players and could really turn turn a team around um it almost kind of feels like if 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 the Hawks don't get one of those guys that this thing could drag out for a while. And I think a lot of fans that are already fed up or what little patience they have left is just going to, yes. you know, go out the window. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's much more we could really say about it. I mean, obviously. yeah, I mean, you know, the next few weeks are going to be big for him. Uh, he could certainly do himself some favors by uh, exceeding expectations on, you know, a return for some of these rentals or, you know, if he does end up trading a Brandon Hagel, is he actually going to be able to get a first round pick and a good prospect and something yeah. else? And, you know, can he if he can, a good deal. yeah, if he can swing a good deal or two, um, that would certainly uh, buy him some credibility with the fans. Um, but my view of this trade deadline is it's just not a very beneficial situation for him, given that his only real big trade chip available to him is Mark Andre Fleury and goalies are just so difficult to trade in season. Um, they just, they very, very rarely return what you expect. And in this case, even more difficult because he can control where he goes. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 you know, 
we were only able to get a second round pick out of Robin Leonard, who was didn't have any trade protection and was having a fantastic season mm-hmm. uh, with Mark Andre Fleury. I mean, yeah, he's having a, a, a good year um, on a on a bad team, and I think you know a lot of people, a lot of teams around the league value his three Stanley Cup experience, yeah. and yeah, that would be- he's he's a beloved figure in the league. That would be the way, you know, if you were going to get a good return, it would be playing up that angle like he's a proven playoff performer. Exactly. That'd yeah. I mean, to me, even though in a perfect situation, I think Mark Andre Fleury would re- make a, it would, would provide a better return than Robin Leonard did. I just, with the way that he can control his situation, I, to put any kind of expectation on it, I think is is unreasonable. Um, if he does decide he wants to move on, the Blackhawks might just be in a situation where it's like, if, if there's only one team that he's willing to go to, they might just have to take whatever, yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever is available. Um, and, you know, that's unfortunate. But at the same time, we all kind of knew this situation when we yeah, went into it we- with, with Flurry. Um, yeah, it was kind of a flyer when they got exactly it. yeah you know it was a one year we had to talk him out of retirement sort of thing and yeah i mean it's just a very very limited market for him and uh it's and that unfortunate a- that that davidson's going to be graded on how he yeah deals with my mark andre Fleury, and yeah because i just don't think it's fair and of course um today there were comments by patrick kane like I would really like being with one team for my whole career. You know, yeah, I mean, that's something that has been brought up by people around Patrick Kane for quite some time. It's been my expectation all along that uh, unless they went full on blow everything up, we are tanking on purpose rebuild. I think that's the only way that Patrick Kane would potentially just say, you know what, let's, let's work something out where I can, you know, go to a better situation or wait like, until free agency and sign yeah, something. Almost but. like with a full rebuild like this. Um, it's almost like, remember the um, story about Rizzo that he went to the front office and was like, for the Cubs and was like, I want to stay here even if we're rebuilding. Right. That's almost the, the vibe you get from Kane. Yeah. I, I, I just get the feeling that, you know, We've talked before, he he wants to own the Chicago Blackhawks record books. He's been here for so long that I do believe he considered Chicago his home. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a young family, probably doesn't want to disrupt things there. I think in just about every circumstance, he wants to finish his career in Chicago. He wants to sign an extension. I think the Blackhawks would love to do that with him. The only thing that I think could really disrupt it is... Um, do they trade somebody like Alex to bring it? Because, you know, if, if Kane's going after point records and stuff like that, yeah. you know, he, he, he can't play with third line guys, but you're if he's going to, if he's going to have a chance to, to, to yeah. throw passes to Alex to bring it for the you're next the five years. Yeah. Worst team, yeah. Right. But he's so the only way I can see it, not, not having an extension worked out there is do they trade to bring it? Yeah. You know, and just completely like overall this thing. To the bones rebuild. Exactly. Yeah. You know, they, they go into full tank mode the way that uh, um, 
Arizona or someone. Yeah. yeah. Somebody, you know, like Arizona did to try and get uh, Austin Matthews that year or, you know, and there is the potential that the Blackhawks do try to do that next year, because like I said, there are two franchise alter potentially franchise altering talents available in 2023. So if the Blackhawks were ever going to go into full tank mode next year is the time to do it. And we've also talked in the past, it's really hard to go into full tank mode if you have Patrick Kane, because he generally wins five or 10 games for you that you shouldn't win just because late in the game, he pulls off a miracle and, you know, ties a score that shouldn't be tied or, you know, uh, he's so deadly in, in overtime and shootouts that he tips the balance from 50, 50 to kind of 55, 45 in your favor. in a lot of those situations there, you don't, I don't know. Would it be possible? I would think almost that that, do you think that wouldn't happen that when his contract does expire, that the Blackhawks would like not even offer him? No, I don't. I don't. I think if he wants to be here, they will work out an extension for him. Yeah. Um, but if he doesn't want to be here, I, I, I think this is one of those things where they talk about it in the off season mm-hmm. and, you know, I, Davison's has already said he's going to, he's going to elicit input from Kane. And I think if they actually do have, an actual conversation, and Davidson says to to Kane, "Hey, we're blowing it up. We're, we're, we are blowing it up. We're going to trade everything possible. And if you're cool with staying through that, we'd still love to have you. I mean, I don't think the Blackhawks would ever. Yeah, there's no way they could say really to refuse him. You'd think exactly. You know, the, uh, he would still be a draw um, financially. Which they um, might need." You know, as much as Kane wants to own the Blackhawks record book, I think the Blackhawks want Kane to own the Blackhawks record book. Um, So I, if he wants to stay, they'll, they'll let him stay. But um, yeah, if they come to him and say, we just, you know, this is where the direction that we're going. And if you'd rather go somewhere else, you know, obviously the preference would be for the Blackhawks to be able to trade him and get something for him rather than just let him walk. And so I, that's why I've said all along uh, the, the real focal point with Kane and Taves to some extent is this offseason, not this trade deadline. This offseason, they got to have that conversation. And that's when a trade for either one of those guys will happen. Cause that's when, cause that's also when the, the window opens for uh, contract extensions for them. To be honest with you, I don't know if, you know, I would not be shocked if a Taves like retired. Yes. I, I honestly think that Taves is not going to be with the team beyond next year. Um, whether that is because he retires or he agrees to a trade or just, you know, I, it, there's situations I could see where, you know, we, we talked where they, they, they wouldn't let Kane, you know, they wouldn't refuse Kane. I think we've kind of getting, we're getting to the point where they could refuse Taves. Yes. You know, he's not going to be chasing any records. He's not, um, you know, as much as I'm sure that they would love for him to finish his career there, they're not going to keep throwing money at him in a situation where, you know, they're rebuilding um, just because, yeah. There's a very good, like, we're talking about, you know, Chicago being 
home for Kane, but I would see like a trip to Winnipeg, a return to Winnipeg. That could happen with Taves. I think there's maybe a better chance of that happening, you know, of, of Taves going back to a Winnipeg than, you know, like the much talked about Patrick King going back to Buffalo. Um, but, uh, you know, honestly, to me, Taves might end up doing like what Joe Thornton did where he went up to Toronto for a year and, you know, played on the fourth line or like, like uh, um, Madden did for the, uh, Blackhawks where, you know, I mean, he spent his whole career in New Jersey. He was the captain. He was oh, yeah. beloved. He won Stanley cups, Basically, came here, out, played a fourth line. Yeah. Pick out a like championship contender. Yeah. You know, that's the sort of thing that I would expect Taves to do where, you know, he's a competitor. He wants to win Stanley cups. He still has a decent enough defensive reputation. I mean, he's still yeah. a good face-off guy. I think if he accepted a role, a, a diminished role like that, he could I really think, help a contender. Yeah, I think Taves in like his current form would be an excellent fourth, fourth line center. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, he still controls the puck pretty well. Uh, he drives possession, you know, not the, the, the monster play yeah. possession driver that he was earlier in his career, but um, yeah, you put him in a fourth line role, I think he doesn't have to worry about goals. Exactly. You know, I, cause I, I think that's one thing is, you know, when his game started to fall off a little bit, he started getting criticized because he wasn't scoring as much as he used to. And I think he kind of ended up changing his game so that he put more energy into offense and his offense did respond. And, you know, he, he returned to, you know, kind of the 60 point guy that he had been earlier, but I think it resulted in his defensive play pull, uh, falling off. Um, I think Jonathan Taves, if he can continue his career into his thirties, if, if the injuries and his health allows it, uh, the, the role I foresee him in is, is, is he needs to accept that, Hey, I can't play 200 feet the way that I used to. I need to, to, to choose where to exert my energy best. And is that in the offensive zone or in the defensive zone? And for me, uh, he's got to recommit to being a defensive player first. And that's the role that he can, that he can take on to, you know, to potentially win more Stanley Cup somewhere. Yep. Well, yeah. And I don't know if you want to um, comment on the games. Not really. I mean, obviously the New Jersey game was fun. (laughs) The New Jersey game was nuts. Uh, Not as nuts as that game that uh, Toronto played uh, over the weekend where there was like, what was that? Like 15 goals or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously the power play responded a pair of hat tricks by Patrick Kane and Brandon Hagel. Let me add um, the devil's goaltenders. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, their, their entire de- defensive game has kind of fallen off. They, they got off to a decent start this year and yeah, things just haven't, haven't worked out that, you know, it, the, they were kind of uh, in the same boat as the Blackhawks were, where they made a couple of moves. They thought they were going to go kind of go from being a bottom 10 team to being a playoff contender. And it just, it didn't happen this year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, I mean, it's unfortunate for them, but, you know, I mean, 
the team that signed Corey Crawford a couple of years ago, and that didn't obviously didn't work out. And yeah, they've been kind of searching for that goaltender for a while. Yes. And haven't, it hasn't, they haven't quite settled on a guy. Um, but then, yeah. And then St. Louis, that's, that's a, they're a strong team. Oh man. They did <laughs> they, destroy them. Yeah. That, that they're a structurally sound team and the Blackhawks do not fare well against structurally sound teams at this point. Um, and you know, Tarasenko stuff finally stopped killing him. And now this Cairo, come on. Yeah. Now he's in there just destroying him. Yeah. It, it's that's, that's not a good matchup for the Blackhawks. We talked about it last year with like Carolina who mm-hmm. plays us. Yes. They play strong possession hockey, structurally sound. And then on top of that, they're a fantastic skating team and they just absolutely annihilate the Blackhawks when they play them. Uh, St. Louis is a similar style. Um, maybe not quite as quick as Carolina, but um, yeah, just it's, it's a horrible matchup for the Blackhawks. A little bit bigger and stronger. So. Yeah. 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 They're yeah. Bigger and stronger as opposed to smaller and quicker, but um, yeah, just play a, a style that uh, doesn't bode well for the Hawks. So. Yeah. They're not fun games to watch. No, but uh, tomorrow's game against Edmonton, probably going to be a fun game to watch. Yes. Yeah. Hawks Oilers games tend to be, um, tend to be pretty fun. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, you know, not looking forward necessarily to playing Tampa Bay this weekend. Oh, uh, that's another matchup that, uh, you know, doesn't favor the Blackhawks much. So yeah. Um, but we're finally getting back into a busy week of hockey. We got four games coming up this week. Yep, so, and then the trade deadline's the week after, so. Exactly. So, yeah, so hopefully the next couple of pods will um, be a little more action to kind of discuss. Mm-hmm. We'll have some rumors. Yeah. And um, I'm not going to lie, I wish the Blackhawks were in the playoffs this year because – we're not gonna have baseball, so something. Uh, I'm gonna have minor league baseball. That's but. right. <laughs> I will have games to go to then when they when they start in May. So there you go. My non non major non um major league affiliated. Yeah, independent league. leagues. <laughs> yes, but there's still games. So I'm gonna go. That's right. All right. So obviously, uh, Michael on Twitter, MJ underscore Ernst. I'm STH85. You can subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, and we'll be back with, if nothing else, some trade rumors next week. So.